Welcome to the Tim and Joe Show, presented by Tim's Hot Takes. Just two dudes talking about sports, where the mics are hot and the takes are hotter. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Tim and Joe Show. My name is Tim LaMica. I'm here with Josiah Cruz yes. and Jade Molina. Guys, you want to introduce yourselves? Yes. My name is Josiah Cruz. That's uh, twice. We heard it twice. Yeah. I'm don't a, forget his name. It's Josiah Cruz. It, and, this, and this is the forget, Tim and Joe show. Don't forget me. I'm not, I'm not the Robin, okay? We're both Batman. What's it feel like to be second? Uh, oh. oh. It's, you know what? I can say that I am a second place guy. <laughs> I mean, are you sure you're not Robin? Because it is, name of the page is Tim Hot Takes. Yeah, you're right. But who knows? Maybe it'll be Joe's Hot Takes soon. Oh, we'll okay. Hey, you guys can both have hot takes. Yeah. Good Everyone has, you know what? Freedom of speech. Right? right yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm the old guy. I'm sitting here with two young guys. Uh, my name's Jade Molina. Uh, they're using my equipment to get this show started. So yes, sir. I gotta be here to launch them on their first. We want you here. <laughs> well, thank you. We we want you here. Thank you. Yeah, thank we actually you. only started this just so we could talk to you. That's just all we you. Did. We started the show around <laughs> you, and then we said we can go somewhere else with it. Okay. I guess. Right. So this this show, boys, is uh, about sports and two dudes talking about sports yes. and mics and hot takes and. A little play on words there. So tell your listeners, uh, what are we doing here? What do you guys want to do? Uh, Well, first off, we're going to play start one, bench one, cut one, involving three of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, which are Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, and Patrick Mahomes. The young studs. Yes. And so so what do you mean by that language? Uh, Start one, bench one, cut one. I'm old. You want to take this one? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously you got your starter, the the top guy. Who do you think's the best out of the bunch? You got the bench one. I mean, they're they're still good. We're talking your first guy off the bench. You're saying, yeah, he's, like, the, he's, he's, he's good, he's, but he's, he's not good, a starter. But he's not the starter. And then obviously you have cut one, who you know what? Out of the three, he's just not he's not cutting it. Right. And, and well, obviously <laughs> the obviously the fun out of all of this is the fact that all three of these guys are stars. They're so elite. To, so you're having to choose between three exceptional players. Oh yeah. So I'm just gonna jump right into it and say. Out of those three, first hot take of the day already, I'm going to say start Deshaun Watson. Ooh, Let me know how you I, feel about that. I, yeah, I'd like to hear why because I don't Personally, agree. I think that he is just the best of the three of making plays happen off script. And I think the fact that he's already carrying a team with a subpar O-line, a subpar coach, a subpar front office. They only have a GM. Quite the critic here. Yeah. Yeah. And, subpar. And they're leading their division. They're like... They're one. They're the best team in their division, and so for me, I think if you're starting a team, he's your guy. Because if you give him a good O line, you give him a good coach, you give him a good structure in the organization, he's going to be the one. He's going to be MVP. He's going to be winning Super Bowls for you. I see that. That's the hard part for me, though. Is you say if you give him all of this, and I don't think. I mean, you can't just give him all of that, you know. Well, this like is you, well, this is me running the team, so I yes, know, I can. I know. <laughs> you better give him a good line, though. You better He's the put head in, coach. Yeah, you better put in some good alignment because he has none. But I, I agree. I think Deshaun Watson's a great player. I think watching him come in his first year was impressive. Um, he was, I mean, before he got hurt, he was he was doing some nice things. I had him on my fantasy team too. I have him on my fantasy team this that, year. That that hurt when it's he. Been, it's been a blessing. When he tore his ACL that year, I was I was. De- my fantasy team went out the window, but <laughs> I, I, I disagree. And I would, I would say personally for me, start one would have to be Patrick Mahomes. I think watching him come in last year, throw 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. It was incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy was a, he was a walking playmaker. <laughs> he literally, he could do no wrong. And that's an interesting term, a walking playmaker. A walking playmaker. Okay. Man, well, I think, I think the beauty of this is that there's no wrong answer here. Right. There's not. Because, I mean, you, I, I honestly think out of all three, there's – actually, I disagree. I think – we'll get into it. But <laughs> I, talking about Patrick Mahomes, I think Mahomes is the best. I think he's done more than all three of them or all the other two, I think. Mm-hmm. And – just watching him throw the ball is is it's incredible. He right. he makes plays happen. He has the flair, the the no look pass. Uh-huh. Well, here here's a question for you because I think a result. I'm not denying that Patrick Mahomes is a star quarterback. He's right. great. Right. But I think a result of his early success, or sorry, uh, I guess yeah, why he has his early success is in large part because of the play calling of Andy Reid and the greatest greatness of coaching that he has. Like if he had been drafted to the Browns when he got drafted, you'd think oh, he'd be where he's gosh. at right now. No, 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 not 
Yeah, he wouldn't be. Now, the, Tex- the for me, the Texans aren't the Browns. No. But I feel like Deshaun Watson would still be being able to do the things he's doing now with the Browns because the Browns and Texans both have not good lines, not it, good coaches, not it, good organizations. It is important, though, to note, I mean, Watson does have arguably one of the best receiving quarters, I think, in the NFL. He's got a very fast receiving quarter. DeAndre Hopkins is arguably one of the best receivers. Well, no, Will arguably Fuller's, the best receiver in the NFL. Will Fuller is a the great best. receiver in addition of Kenny Stills. I mean, mm-hmm. they've had some talent. Around right. him, not saying Mahomes doesn't. Right. I mean, you look at his Tyree offense Hill, and Sammy Watkins, yeah, Travis Kelsey, Travis, yeah. It's, it's Texans don't have a star tight end like the Chiefs. That is do. true, um, but I think the Texans have had more success with Lamar Miller in the run game, and even Carlos Hyde. I think then. Okay, okay, I'm going to interject here because here's what I hear. You guys are now talking about what the surrounding circumstances are mm-hmm. that are making a You're guy right. great. Right. So, so, okay. Do you want to, who, who is your, what is it? What's this order we're going in the here? Bench Start one. bench cut. The, okay. The, the first tiered guy, is he your first tier guy because of how he plays with his supporting cast? Or is he your first tier guy because of what he can do on his own? That, that's, well, why, that's why I chose Deshaun Watson because I've seen him make so many plays off script on his own, doing his own thing, and just making his teammates better mm. rather than relying on te- his teammates. But I, w- I would say the exact <laughs> same thing for Patrick Mahomes in the sense that – And I don't, I don't deny that either. Oh, I know, but it's like Patrick Mahomes – I mean, you can't just be a good quarterback and throw 5,050 touchdowns. I mean, that's – not 5,050 touchdowns. <laughs> that would be incredible. 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. That's incredible. I mean, those are numbers that guys can't even put up, let alone in their you know first full year of starting. Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy stuff. And not not to say what he's doing this season. I mean, he's still on track for an amazing season. And having, he was hurt a couple of Having games. missed two games. Yeah. So going into your bench one. Yeah, so I was, okay, was going to point okay, out. So your, your start one. I, my start. Two. I'm starting Deshaun Watson. And I'm starting Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Bench one. I am benching Patrick Mahomes. Respect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just think because every point that you made is completely valid. And it's just that I like Deshaun Watson's off script ability just a little bit better. And I, I would agree Deshaun Watson has the edge in the run. Obviously, he can run better than Patrick Mahomes can. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like a by a mile. I think Mahomes can run. But I also think that he's not as agile as Deshaun Watson. But my bench one would be your boy, Deshaun Watson. I think <laughs> I've loved Deshaun Watson. I've loved watching him play coming out of college. He was a phenomenal athlete. Um, but I think when it comes to decision-making, I think Patrick Mahomes has him edged. I think he can be reckless at times. You look at the interceptions, Deshaun Watson does throw a fair amount. Um, not a crazy amount. He still has a high passer rating, but... I think when it comes to a guy in a clutch moment, I think I want Mahomes. I think, but also I haven't seen the Texans go deep into the playoffs. True, Watson yet either, mm. which comes with health. I know he gets hurt a yeah. lot. Yeah, and I think to take a deep playoff run results a lot in, like I said, coaching and the organizational strength, which is why not to get off topic, but that's why the Cowboys with all the talent they have haven't been able to make whoa, 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 a man. good run the playoffs <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. because Jason Garrett is not the answer. We don't want to talk about the Cowboys. Lincoln Riley? For days. Hmm. No. <laughs> so then we both agree on who we would cut. Lamar Unfortunately, Jackson. Unfortunately, the MVP front runner yeah, this the, season, Lamar Jackson. The guy that has all the hype around him and, this year. And don't get me wrong, Lamar's been a star this year. He's been oh, phenomenal. Man. But Insane. the way I'm looking at this is like, I'm grading as, if I was starting a team today, who would I want? And I took Watson... And I'm cutting Jackson because of the longevity issue. Because I don't think his level of play that he's been having this year can be sustained over a long period of time, while I think Watson and Mahomes can't. But I don't think that's a problem, per se, for the Ravens now, because I think they're trying to win a Super Bowl now. And so they don't, they don't care if he's burnt out in 10 years, if they get two or three Super Bowls out of him. But it is interesting to note, I mean, as a starter, he, he's only lost like three games. I mean, he's had an incredible yeah. record. But I don't. I don't know. It's the uh-huh. the longevity. I think I agree with you. In and the, I think a part of the winning is scheme, defense. He hasn't been doing all, it all on his own. Like even when he had his five touchdown game, he had less than two hundred yards. So it was just him throwing the ball a lot around the red zone to get the touchdowns. A, and a, a guy that reminds me a lot of Lamar Jackson was Colin Kaepernick. And not to say they're the same player, right. but Colin Kaepernick had an amazing year like this. And next year, I mean, they figured him out like that. 
Yeah. And I think if you don't have an elite arm, like Lamar Jackson has a good arm. He's not the most accurate quarterback of the bunch. And he's not he's not gonna huck it eighty yards like Mahomes or Josh Allen. No, and he's not a pocket passer. He's not able to do things in the So pocket. both these guys don't believe that Lamar Jackson has any longevity. No. You think he's easy to read I once think, once the film is really studied on him and they start you I know, don't I don't think he'll end up like Kaepernick. I think no. he's very Hopefully. Mike. He's yeah, but very, there's more surrounding. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I meant, yeah. I meant on the field. <laughs> yeah. But um, hopefully he doesn't end up like. I Kaepernick. think he could definitely end up Michael Vick esque. I think he's definitely on that track where he'll he'll still be great. But I don't know if he'll like always be able to rely on his legs like they are. But the, like I said, the scheme is fitting perfectly for what they're doing right now, and they're my favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. So yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I think you can run the read option for so long and. You know, you look at their backfield. I mean, he has the best running back out of the bunch, so it's not a surprise to me that his oh, out of the three, yeah, out of, out of yeah, out I of agree. Watson out and Mahomes, yeah, I, mean, they I agree. They they rely on those two quarterbacks to make plays happen, mm-hmm. whereas the Ravens have a Mark Ingram to where they cannot use Lamar Jackson as much. Mm-hmm. So usage also has helped out Lamar Jackson, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think when it comes to the future and who I would want to keep, I I I wouldn't have him in the plans. I I just I. I don't like think we, he's like we said. All three are great. He's that tier. Have to choose out of those three. Tough decision, but yeah, I would cut Lamar. And same as you. And you could say, well, what about his team's record? He's contributed to that. He has, but I mean, I, I've seen. Well, Mah- and he's a big reason why they're good this I've year. I've seen Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes took his his Chiefs deep and mm-hmm. lost to the Patriots, who in Foxborough. Yeah, in so. Foxborough, and they honestly should have won that game, which mm-hmm. is another side whole note. other discussion we yeah. could have a whole other hour-long episode Gosh. talking about that that was the year dude we could have saw tom brady lose in the afc <laughs> championship that would have been amazing but mahomes has played so good i mean he's he's clutch he's he's not a guy that makes stupid mistakes and that's do you think watson is a guy who makes stupid mistakes i've seen him make stupid mistakes i have i don't know about that one buddy i don't know i i think he's <laughs> he when i look at deshaun watson i think he's young I think he still he still plays like he's young. Really? Because I, I feel like him, I feel like he's mature beyond his years. I look at Mahomes and I think that guy he plays mentally like Drew Brees. I don't see him make bad throws. I really Interesting. don't. Interesting, because I kind of see Mahomes as the more flashy guy with his like no look passes and all that. Yeah, but it, well, works. it works. Except for when it doesn't. <laughs> like when he over when he put through like tangers over Kelsey's head trying to do a no look in the first <laughs> okay, week of the season. He doesn't struggle with fumbling. Deshaun Watson struggles with fumbling. That's fair. So I don't know. Okay, so where where can I think this is a great time to ask your listeners to chime in on what they think? Mm-hmm. Where where can they go to uh, argue, agree, debate for their start one, bench one, cut one? Is this where they go to uh, Tim's hot takes? Yeah, just slide them DMs. All right. What's That's the all, at? What's the what, what's, what's your profile? At, at Tim's handle? hot takes. All one word. No underscores. No periods. No nothing. At Tim's hot takes on. Instagram. Instagram. I do have a Twitter. It doesn't have as big of a following go as over to Instagram. Instagram. Just, yeah. go, just stay on Instagram. Yeah, just yeah. go to Instagram. Yeah. Don't, don't expect uh, no comments coming back. I'll be on there flaming you for whatever you say. I'm, right. ready, to, I'm, ready, to, I'm ready to argue. Josiah okay. is a constant presence in my comment section. So you okay, can so you got to go over to the inaugural post yes. that's on Tim's Hot Takes for this podcast. Yes. For yes. the, for the uh, Welcome will, to the Tim and Joe Show. There would and definitely you, be a Tim and Joe Show post. You yes. need to leave a comment on who you think is your start one, bench one, and cut one out of these three players. Yep. Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. Yes, sir. There you have it. In those order. No, I'm just and kidding. the debate <laughs> begins. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, it begins. Oh, it does. <laughs> will it um, end? No. Probably not. Yeah. No, that's... That's the beauty hey, of a hey, debate. You guys can create a whole show around this, you know? This oh, arguing wow. and debating around sports. That, Weird. Like, yeah. hot, like around <laughs> hot takes. <laughs> that would be a good idea. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Um, okay, so I want to transition because I don't know about you, but personally, I enjoy college football a lot more than watching oh, the it's NFL. A, it's exhilarating. It is... It, it's just because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, college football, you never know on a given mm-hmm. day... You're, you can't walk into a stadium and think, this is an easy win. Right. Unless you're Alabama Which, playing, you know. Western Carolina. Yeah. But that's another story, too. But Right. Yeah, keep going. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, as you were saying, like, I feel like every game matters more in college football, which we'll, again, talk about later compared to the NFL, blah, blah, blah. But, so, we're coming up here 
end of the college football season. It's been a great playoff. season. Oh, it's been so Such good. Such a good season. Alabama's on the playoff, baby. Let's go. It's about time. <laughs> it's about time. Um, so we thought it'd be fun to do a little experiment and look way into the future for our way, way too early predictions of the 2020 college football playoff. We're actually going to give our top six. Um, so it'll be the top four with the first two out, as they usually do on the ESPN ranking show. Um, so, Joe... I want to hear yours first. Yeah, and just so you know, we did not talk about who we had on our <laughs> list just to save the excitement. Yeah, I have no idea what's about to happen. I've there's like no. We, clue. I, we talked. Uh, we just were chatting the other day about it, and I've completely right. kind of changed. Mine has changed as well. My my look. I, on I I'm willing to bet money on one team that's in the that's in your top four. Oh yeah, I'm. I know there's going to be one team that you have that I have because yeah. it's a given. Uh, <laughs> so coming in at number one, mm-hmm. this may, sh- this may shock you, but oh, I no. have Ohio state Buckeyes. Oh yeah. And are they, are they 13 to no going into they're undefeated. I think nice. they're undefeated going into playoffs. So okay. I, I, I like the look of their offense next year. I know they lose Dobbins. That's going to be tough. That's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you can't count out the fact that they all. I mean, teams like this are next guy up. You know what I mean? Like they they always have someone ready to go. Maybe not a, a Dobbins type player. You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. it's going to be someone that's capable. And I think best quarterback in the in the nation. Really over T Law? I I, I I do. Like, I, do you I, think in the twenty twenty one draft, Fields goes before Trevor Lawrence? I think by then, yes. Ooh. And I think I'll definitely was, say he's a top two pick. I in think that this draft. is his. This was the first year we really saw him. He's been ridiculous. He's been he's incredible, amazing. And his stock has only gone up since the season mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, he carries that team on offense. Defensively, they do lose um, some some guys, but I mean, oh, you I mean, mean like the best player in the nation, Chase yeah, Young. Uh, Chase Young, that's a that's a big loss. But <laughs> I really think what it's going to come down to is the game in Happy Valley against uh, Penn State. I agree. That is, and I think Ohio State wins. That's, I think that's probably that the game. biggest game of the year. Oh yeah. Next year, looking at it from now, for me, yeah. I think that's the biggest game of the well, year. Well, it's always—I mean, this year was one of the biggest games too, right? But look, looking back, what was the biggest game of the year? Probably LSU Alabama. Yeah, that was probably the turning point that's of the true. season. Which brings me to my next uh, ranking number two. I have LSU again. Uh, I have LSU again. Even losing, Burrow. even losing Burrow, because I look at LSU's roster and I'm okay. And this is what I will say: I have LSU at number two. And I put in uh, parentheses Miles Brennan iffy because <laughs> if he can play, if he can be a pocket passer and get the job done, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. doesn't have to be flashy. He doesn't have to be this extraordinary guy that's like breaking records. I think if Miles Brennan can play up to par, play good, good football, which I think he's capable of watching his highlights, he's not a bad quarterback by any means. If he can play good, I think LSU. Mm-hmm. Wins that and SEC. they will. They will still have. I believe they'll still have Jamar Chase, who's been Burrow's best target this year. I think they'll still have Justin Jefferson. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure on that. Uh, I cannot um, confirm that. But I, I mean, looking at their depth chart, they're not losing like their offense per- fairly young. Yeah. I mean, and the problem pe- is going to be on defense where they've already struggled this year, and they're losing their best two players in Grant Delpit and Christian Fulton. But I, I think the only reason I go with LSU is because I'm. I look at the SEC next year, and I'm not entirely it's a thrilled I, and that's what i'm saying and i think the best team out of the sec w- will be lsu i, I don't interesting are I, they are they undefeated going to the playoff or no. are they are they 12 and 1 uh yeah okay yeah they they definitely i don't think i mean out of out of an sec schedule like that they're i think they're bound to lose at least one mm-hmm. um and i'm not saying the sec is going to be terrible next year i just think it's going to be pretty well-rounded. I don't think we're going to see an SEC team walk in, destroy everybody like LSU did this year. Um, eh, well, they didn't destroy everybody. but Yeah, but, I mean, what's their record? Undefeated. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so, and uh, Alabama's gone. I don't even – I didn't even – I don't even want to mess with Alabama. Looking at their right. schedule, I think I, they – Before we get to I think Alabama's a year away. I think they're going to be – they're going to be a little down, kind of like they were this year, next year, and people are going to be like – Beating down the door saying, Dynasty's over, Nick Saban, fire him, or whatever. People but then, are already saying that. Right. But I think so like, I'm narrowing down year, and that talk is just going to heat up even more. And the year after that, they're going to be back. I, but this is only next year they're talking about. So I could also see them losing to Auburn as well as LSU next year. 
I think Auburn will beat Alabama again. They could lose. I just look at their schedule. They could lose up to like four games. I think. They have a tough schedule. The they have a very tough they schedule. They open the year with USC at a neutral site, which will be interesting. That's. Uh huh. I can't wait. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So going into number three, um, I'm pretty sure this is the. I mean, I w- don't confirm it because I, I don't want to hear any spoilers, you know, for your rankings. <laughs> oh, that would uh-huh. ruin everything. Right, right, right. Uh, number three, I have the Clemson Tigers. Um, uh-huh. Might seem a little low. Yeah. For so did where they, did they lose a game for you? Uh, no, I actually don't think they lose a game. You think the committee just puts the? I think the committee yeah, puts that's them. That's fair. Much like this year, we see. I mean, we've seen them dominate, right. but but there's two undefeated teams ahead of them. You, uh, one you have. Ahead of I'm a big strength of schedule guy, mm-hmm. and I think you you have to take that into consideration when right. when ranking these teams. So I don't have much to say Clemson because I think they're going to win out. I think they're going to have a good season. Um, so I put. I put Clemson at three. Uh, number four, this is uh, going to be, I mean, I'm, I, precursor, I'm a huge Oklahoma Sooners fan. Um, I'm throwing all bias out the window when oh, I say know. this. Oh, number know. four, I have the Oklahoma Sooners. And this Ooh. was an interesting one because yeah. I kind of wrestled with Big 12 for next year. Looking at the Big 12, um, I, I think Ohio, Iowa State's going to look good. Iowa State's going to be a threat. I think Iowa State – will be the second representative in the Big 12. And I could see them playing them in the Big 12 championship. I uh-huh. could see that very well happening. Um, but looking at Oklahoma, um, obviously losing Jalen Hurts, is, yep. is that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you, you have to take in – I mean, Spencer Rattler is a young guy. I don't even know if he's going to be the starter next year. But I've seen what that kid can do. He's an impressive quarterback. Um, if he can play up to that level again, I think they're going to have no problem at quarterback. They obviously have a great offensive staff over at Oklahoma. I mean, as do most Big 12 teams. Right. Uh, well, and here's, here's the thing about Oklahoma. If Lincoln Riley is still the head coach, they're going to be in the Big 12 championship, and they're oh, going to have a shot at the playoff. Incredible coach. Incredible the only coach. problem is I'm not sold he will still be the coach there. Again, another discussion, but he might go NFL. We'll see. I... Um, Which I assume you disagree with. I disagree with. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, I have Oklahoma locked in at four. Um, I have them locked in with one loss. I think they, I mean. Drop one. They're bound to lose one. I could see where they lose, because I know they're at Iowa State, so they could lose at Iowa State, but they may, like, avenge that in the Big 12 championship, and that's what propels them in the see, I, I could, could see that happening for sure. I, I, I don't know. And, and I think the biggest thing for Oklahoma for me was their defense is young. They actually and and I know they've struggled on defense, but looking at the tail end of this season, I've seen them make some improvements, um, and I think their defense will come back. And second year, new defensive coordinator, I think he's done a great job. Honestly, he's uh, made it better. It's not as bad as it was last year, it, it, and that's what I think you look at. But I, I think with a one loss team, Oklahoma, big name, I think they put Oklahoma in out for. Uh, next at number five, I have Penn State. A very young offense, intriguing. I mean, they they for how young they were, I th- I thought this year they played really well, mm-hmm. um, and they they are questionable for me at defense. Losing their guys on defense, they're they're losing a haul, and I think that's going to be important. But I think the reason I have them at five is I have I have them winning all their games except one, which is Ohio State, mm-hmm. and I think they will be the first one out. Uh, it'll be interesting if that is the case. Um, between them and Oklahoma, obviously. Um, I think the committee will go with the conference champion, though. But that that's case. that's where yeah. I go back to the conference champion because, obviously, Penn State would not be playing in the conference championship. So. Do you have that? Right. Um, number six, uh, my second team out of the playoffs. This is this is what I was talking about earlier. This is my are, hot take. Are we going top ten? Going top no, six. just six. Top, six. Okay, top six. Yeah, so top this ten is, would take a long this time. This is my here for a while, <laughs> and it's so hard looking into the next year. I'm just right. Like, it's like this so season isn't many. over yet. We don't know what's going to happen. Gosh. There's a lot of people who have recruits could people declaring schools. people declaring for the draft, coaches leaving, all Gosh, that. So so much. Take all of this with a grain of salt. Yeah, ex- but or quote us and then prove us right when we're right. When we're right, <laughs> show us how right we were. A uh, whole or wrong. Over, I mean, depending on how advance. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, number at six, um, I have USC, and this With is interesting. Clay Helton? This is the okay. This is this is the hot take coming from me. Oh no! Uh, USC is a very young team. They're uh-huh. very young. Uh-huh. Um, eight and four is not a great record. 
I, I get that not, coming off not for coming off this year. Not for an elite program like USC. Not yeah. for an elite program. Um I personally think uh Helton will still get replaced. I still think I I, I think, this offseason? I think this offseason he's gonna get replaced. But I, but the I'm not doubting just just I'm ahead. not doubting that he's gonna get replaced. I think there's still a likely chance. But the I'm just saying the AD said like we're sticking staying with I know Mike I know what they say, Clay but Helton, sorry. <laughs> I've seen Stranger Things and I think they lose Helton. I think they bring in a new staff. Mm-hmm. Either way, I think even with Helton, uh they will they'll break top Here's 10. the thing about Helton. He's a good coach. He's not a bad coach, he's a good coach. But he's not the elite great level that you need for a school like USC to return to like the Pete Carroll era of USC oh, football. Yeah. And Sam Darnold, I mean, a few years ago, they were a great team, I think. Mm-hmm. They made an NY6 bowl, yeah. And so here's my thing about USC, and this, I heard Joel Klatt talk about this. The reason why he thinks that they're retaining Clay Helton is because of all of the off the field stuff USC has been dealing with, spending over $400 million paying that out and all like the lawsuit stuff that's been going on. So they don't want to have to spend the money to replace a coach that just went eight and four and finished in the top 25. And, and that's the thing. It's like they're sticking around that range of like they're not bad, mm-hmm. but they're not USC status mm-hmm. good. I mean, I mean, USC is a big name. They right. shouldn't be in the 20, you know, ranking. Right. Like that's, that's right. not how it should be. Mm-hmm. But I, I look at this team and I think they're a very talented group. I think especially considering that they're young, a lot of, uh, I mean, look at the quarterback spot. I mean, it's going to be a hot competition. It's going to be a hot competition. JT Daniels versus and it's a Slovis. hot competition with three good people. I think even their Oh, Matt Fink, I, I the think, one who beat Utah. <laughs> I honestly think he's not out of the mixture for, Maybe not. for quarterbacks. Obviously I think one of them will transfer. I mean, hopefully my, my prediction, like if I was to say which one I think will start next year, I think I'll go with Slovis. Cause he was just, he finished the year. Very strong, but then you look at you know JT, not JT Barry, nice, nice. JT Daniels, and you think, well, this guy's. I mean, he's too talented to not be starting. Mm -hmm. He has to go somewhere. That'll be interesting to see where he goes. Oklahoma, maybe transfer university. I don't know. Uh, But either way, that's where I have USC at six. So those are my, uh, those are my interesting picks. So give me, so just give me your playoff. Just run through it one more time. Just top four. So again, uh, number one, Ohio State. Mm -hmm. I would have them playing number four, Oklahoma. Right. And then I would have number two LSU playing number three Clemson. Got it. All right. I'm and I'm excited to hear yours because yeah. I'm sure it's probably because my takes are probably a little bit hotter. I uh, would think that's <laughs> Tim's hot takes. Yeah. Tht. Um, number one, I'm gonna go with the only team that will go undefeated next year, which will be the Clemson Tigers from the ACC because they're gonna cakewalk through their conference again. I think they'll see a little bit stiffer competition from maybe the other side. I really like the trend or where uh, North Carolina is trending with Mac Brown, Sam Howell be in year two. And he had a phenomenal freshman year, really underrated freshman year. And Notre um, Dame plays Clemson. Notre Dame has to play Clemson this year. So they will have a little bit of a bigger oh. name on their schedule than they did this but, year. I mean, I think next year Notre Dame's going to look, I think different. Wake Forest will be okay. <laughs> yeah. Still next year. Cause Jamie Newman's going to be back. I think Sage Surratt's back. I could be wrong about that though, but I think they'll both be back. And that'll be a pretty good offense. Um, but they're not a legit contender against Clemson. Um, so number two, and here's the first hot ish take of the list. I'm going to go with the sec champions, 12 and one Auburn tigers. Wow. Year two of Bo Nix. Wow. Yeah. Um, maybe go up their schedule real quick. Do I have it up. Oh wait, I have the internet. Um, anyway, but yeah, I have them going one loss, um, winning the sec. Who do you have them losing to? I think it was, I think it was Georgia. So I think I think I, yeah, I had him losing to Georgia at Georgia, and, and then avenging and that in the conference championship game. Really? Yeah. So what? Okay. Okay. So like I said, I think Bama will be down still a little bit next year. Right. I think Auburn wins two in a row against Bama, and that won't happen again for a long time. I think after this. Um, were you impressed with with their offense this season? Like, were you? Not. Uh, I mean, not necessarily. I think. Bo Nix, it was his freshman year. He's a young guy learning the offense still. I think him and Gus Malzahn are going to be a great duo. He's got a lot of forward. fight as a young yeah. quarterback. And he showed up in his biggest moments. He showed up at the end of the Oregon game in week one where he, he went like 13 of 31, but he threw the game-winning touchdown on the dot. And that's kind of if, – if you have the clutch factor, that's just something that not everyone that's has. important, yeah. Um, and he showed up against Alabama too. Um, 
So, yeah, I think Auburn will represent the SEC in the college football playoff. I think they'll win the SEC, be the two seed, which means I think they'll be playing the three seed, which is the Big Ten champ, 12-1 and Penn State Nittany Lions, where I think – it's and the one loss is not to one, Ohio State. It is State. not to Ohio State. The one loss, the, I think they will beat Ohio State in Happy Valley because it'll be the wide-out game. It's going to be buzzing. It's hard to not win if you're the home team in that environment. I don't and know. I think because of that high, they're going to drop the game the next week, which will be at Indiana. And Indiana had quietly had one of their best seasons they in a while. They really did. They ended on a great they went. Note. They went 8-4 and four this year. And I think there'll be that team where Penn State will be off, be on that emotional high from beating Ohio State, beating the defending champs. What? Um, well, <laughs> hmm. don't know um, about that one. Uh, and they'll be on that emotional high, and they won't they'll kind of overlook Indiana. And Indiana's a quality team that can catch them at home. Um, so that'll be their one loss. What? So where does Ohio State fall into that? I mean, if you don't- I'll get to it, but I. Th- I, that that will be Ohio State's only loss of the season. Will be at Penn State. I'm interested. Okay, so I'm interested to see how that plays right. out. Right. Um, so yeah, Penn State at three, Big Ten champ. At four, I have, and this is a pretty hot take too. The Washington Huskies, Pac-12 mm. champ, twelve and one. You know, I knew you would come in with a, either the Huskies or you know yeah. with the Utah hype this year. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Pac-12 believer, baby. I expected baby. the Pac-12 pick coming. And I out. think I think they're gonna have. With Coach Lake, I think they're going to have a very similar effect to what Ryan Day had at Ohio State this year, where there's promoting a guy from within who's been a popular candidate for coaching jobs elsewhere, but has stayed at Washington. And, man, they've got a lot of rising talent there, too, because they graduated a lot of guys last year with Browning and um, Miles Gaskin, the running back. They, and so they J- as long as Jacob Eason stays in our year, which I think he should, he might go pro because he is eligible, so we'll see if he goes pro. But I think if he stays for another year – they're going to be legit contenders in um, the Pac-12. I so, think he should. I mean, I think he should stay with the I draft think, class that's coming in this year. I would. I, I think stay. he should definitely but, stay. So I, I could see where that could happen because I don't really see a, a Pac-12 team. Beside, I mean, I think the Pac-12's not really. Utah got won't be the jumpers. same team next year. They don't. They don't have any teams that are like to me like wow they're going to be so good next year. Mm-hmm. So I could see Washington. Yeah, this is definitely a little away. bit of a little bit of projecting like. But that I they'll mean, improve. I mean, with year two of Easton in the program, right? Record matters. I mean, obviously, and I think Washington mm-hmm. does have a good likelihood of coming away with a good right. record. And like season. they're they're young in a lot of spots, so they'll be growing up together. And meanwhile, Utah will graduate Huntley and Moss. Oh gosh, I'm a- Herbert will graduate from Oregon, so the Pac-12 is going to be wide open. I do it's- like ASU out of the South. I think they're going to be a team to watch. Jaden Daniels, year two of Jaden Daniels, that'll be impressive. And then USC, I think, will still be um, a factor in the conference as well. Yeah. So that's my playoff. Clemson one, Auburn two, Penn State three, Washington four. Um, again, likelihood that it happens. That's a hot take. Yeah, it's the beauty it's, of a hot take. Yeah, it's a, a lot of people <laughs> won't agree with me at the start of the season that, or like right now, like if they're looking next season, they wouldn't think Clemson, Auburn, Penn State, Washington. But um, that's what I'm gonna go with. Just you know, hot takes, projecting. Okay. Uh, five is Ohio State. Like I said. One loss. I think the only reason Washington gets in over them is because they'll have that 13th data point of a conference championship. That's important. Yeah. That, that is a huge I think, factor. Like in this case, you'll probably be able to go like at the end of next season, if this is the case, you'll probably be able to sit there and say, yeah, Ohio State is a better team than Washington. But if you're talking about deserving, and like I said, having that 13th data point, the committee will be watching Washington play on championship weekend, and they won't be watching Ohio State play. And I think that's important. And it's hard when 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 – if, if you think Penn State walks away over Ohio State, it's hard to throw an Ohio State team in the playoff knowing they the team, lost to right, Penn State. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, that's tough. So, yeah, I have Ohio State at five. I think they'll run the table besides the Penn State game because it's just Happy Valley during that wide-out game is one of the toughest places to play. And I think they'll drop one there just because of the talent they're losing on defense primarily. I think they'll be fine on offense. They'll find someone to replace Dobbins, I think. When you have a quarterback like that, it's just so Fields easy to build will still be him. equally ridiculous. Oh, gosh. But I think the defense might be what slips them up. But like you said, Penn State has, will lose some talent on defense as well. Utah Gross Matos will be a tough loss. But their offense a, is young. They have good yeah, receivers. But their offense is going to be nutty. Yeah. And they got Pat Firemuth back. Their tight end. Their stud tight end. He's they, coming back for another year, which was unexpected. That so. conference just produces tight ends. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. They produce Penn good State, tight ends. Um, Iowa. Iowa. It's yep. just those guys. Those mm-hmm. big six five. Yeah. Guys. 
And then six, I have Georgia, um, 11 and two, having lost to Auburn. Um, I think probably the thing that stands out here most is that there's no big 12 teams in my top six. And I just, I have like this feeling that because I think Oklahoma will take a slight step down, whether Lincoln Riley is gone or not. I think teams like Iowa State, Kansas State, Oklahoma State are on their way up. I think Baylor should be a little bit not as good as they are this year. I, don't know. I think they'll still be contention though, as long as Matt Rule's still there, great coach. Charlie Brewer will still be there, great quarterback. So those will be in contention. Texas, who knows? Oh, you I really know. don't know. You never know. I never Texas, know with Texas. Man. You never know. But I think they're kind of going to end up brutalizing each other almost. So you think it's just going to be everyone beating everybody? Like it's just going to be – I think there will be someone – I think the champion will probably only have like two losses. But – and I, I honestly can't say who I think the champion will be right now. It'll probably be Oklahoma as long as Lincoln Riley stays. That's almost – I feel almost the exact same way with the Pac-12. Almost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, which is fair. I like to think that USC is going to walk away with it, but also at the same time, I I I feel in the same way. I don't I can't look at the Pac-12 and just think, you know what? I see this team coming out. So you mean, I, I you give mean the, it big, you, the Big 12. Well, I I'm looking right. I'm looking gotcha, at the Pac-12, gotcha, gotcha, but I gotcha. see how you look at the Big 12 right in that sense. And and even when I was looking at Oklahoma before I look at the roster, I mean, bef- just knowing like who they're losing, I'm, I thought the same thing. I was like, dude. There's no way they walk out of the Big 12 with, you know, like any less than like two losses. But you put them in the playoff. With but loss. I think <laughs> looking at the roster, I look at the roster and I think, okay, I, I, I think on offense, they're going to maybe take a little step down. But I think on defense is where I'm looking. I think they take a step up. That's fair. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it, that's a hot take. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, we're I, over a year away from when this – Top six is we set. We haven't even seen. We don't even know what the top six. Right. We don't even know. Maybe by the time this comes out, that'll Hopefully be out. Hopefully, Oklahoma's in the top four by the by the end of this. Hopefully, Utah will have won the Natty. No, I'm just kidding. Well, um, hopefully they lose to Oregon, but we'll see. That's uh, tough. That's tough. So, I, I this is where I think it's interesting. We talk about the top six, and we we argue these these two teams like first ones out. And personally, I look back at last year the year before that and that's always what it comes down to in the end they're like what what two teams are the first two teams out of the top four and that's where that's where i get a little bit uh, it gets a little tricky for me because i think we we argue always that there's two teams out that's the saying this is the top two out and so i look at that and i go why do we have to have the these two teams out Mm -hmm. And, and getting the playoff you know expansion and getting along that line i mean that's a a, this is going to be an interesting topic right so listeners in case you missed that that is josiah's attempt at segueing into our meat (laughs) segment which is the debating over the expansion of the college football playoff i am strictly against expanding i think we should stay up for this is joel clatt's little minion someone called someone said that joel clatt is mean 15 years and that was probably the greatest compliment i've ever seen in my entire life he even looks like you like a you guys bit, yeah. even look like each other. A little bit, yeah. Who who am I? I have no idea. Okay. I hope you're not Tim Brando because he blocked me on Twitter and Instagram. That's what you do when you get when you have hot takes, folks. You get blocked on Twitter. Oh yeah, that's what happens. Have you heard about this? No. There's a Fox Sports analyst named Tim Brando. Hopefully he, he listens to this. Yeah. Hopefully he tunes in. <laughs> hopefully. Um, I doubt it because he's blocked me on Twitter and Instagram. So basically, on Twitter and like week ten, where there was still like seven or nine, seven to nine teams, I think, with like one loss. And he was talking about, this is why we need to expand to eight teams because look how many teams there are that are playoff worthy. And I tweeted back at him like, well, yeah, because it's week 10. There's still like a bunch of more games to play. And then, so we got a little back and forth where I was just hitting him with the facts, like it, which we'll talk about, which is like a deal. I think it devalues regular season if you expand to eight. I think that the argument for seven and eight it, or for like eight and nine is way less compelling than four and five. And so I was saying stuff like that. And then he was just like, okay, troll, and blocked me. I was okay, like, oh. troll. I was like, what? I, was like, I thought we were having a good discussion here, and he blocked me. He then, hit you with the facts. He just called so you that, a straight so, troll. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's facts. Yeah. That was some great evidence right there of his position. <laughs> How old but, is this um, guy? Too he, old. He's got me in his 50s. He's like a, he's a. Too old to be trolling he's a, he's a, Yeah, exactly. He's a play-by-play guy on Fox Sports. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know why he, he didn't block me. I don't know so. why he responded to me in the first place. I have like 40 followers on Twitter. I'm not a big page on Twitter. So anyway, I go 
to Instagram and I find him on Instagram and I was like, Oh cool. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything, I'm not gonna start anything. I just hit the follow button. By the time it took for me to hit like the follow button and like go to like my, my homepage, he had blocked me. He didn't like you, man. He really. It was didn't a, like legit you. within like two seconds. There was a of revol- me hitting the follow button. Remember, people started, like he just saw Tim talking. He's like, started, "Oh, this guy." Tim's they got started it. commenting on his pictures. Were they? Oh, what people, yeah, they're like from like some of my followers and stuff. They're like thirty comments. They sent me screenshots on his like latest post at the time that said hashtag free tht. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. It was amazing. Or hashtag unblocked the THT. army. That what it was. It was the tht army. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so um. No, I have not heard of this, but that's funny. Well, too. now you have. There you yeah. go. Yeah, that's Tim good. is that, blocked. You have, a, you have a legitimate enemy. And, means, and his name is Tim. That means, <laughs> that means you have something going for you. Yeah, you yeah. need to tag him in this and say, yeah. hey, buddy, I talk about you. You know what? Yeah. When we got, the time, we got the time code here. When, our, <laughs> when our prediction of playoff bracket is perfect next year, one of ours, <clears throat> we're going to tag him they in. Gotta fire, they got to fire Tim they Brando f- and hire this Tim and this Josiah. And then you can hire me on out of yeah. pity. Yeah, there okay. you go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyways. Joel Clatt and I will have our own show, and you can be a guest on it if you want. Okay. I could be your water boy. <laughs> uh, going back to this idea of uh, playoff expansion, um, I coming, coming into this, me and Tim, I talked about it a lot, mm-hmm. and I was a heavy, heavy advocate for moving to an eight-man mm-hmm. or 18 playoff right. bracket. I love the idea of it, um, and as as I started to actually formulate like in, like mm-hmm. like defending my my case, <laughs> uh-huh. the more I realized this wouldn't work. This, <laughs> this is not this is not logical. So like, I guess this episode just turned into. I guess we're both just saying the eighteen playoff is bad. But yeah, but that's where that's where I segue into my uh-huh. point of I don't I still don't think a four team playoff. Unless you went into a, a power four, which is a whole... is a mess. That's a mess. Mm. Unless you went into a power four, I don't think four-team playoff is fair. And my main reasoning for that uh, would be that every year, to me, it comes down to five and six. Who's the first two teams out? And I think you look at this year, you have it with Utah and Oklahoma, and even with Baylor. Now, I think you're right in the sense that there's always a drop-off between usually like the sixth team and the seventh team or maybe even like to eight because I think I look mm-hmm. at this year's seven and eight and I don't think they deserve to be in the top four at all. Right. And and I, I just look at that and I say if we're always struggling over who should get the fourth spot and I know you could argue, well, like how Joel Clack came out and, and he argued that these were, were arguing over flawed resumes. Uh-huh. You could say that, but at the same time, if you have a really good team, you think Utah's a great team, no? Right? I think they are a very they've been very dominant. I think they're a very good team. But I'll admit they don't have the resume or like the ranked wins to back it up. So which is which is why I want like so like Joel was saying, we're arguing over very flawed resumes right now because Oklahoma, if you watch them, they don't pass the eye test at all. They have good wins. But when you watch them, you're like, man, they should have lost like two more games. That's true. I, I won't deny and then that. And when you watch, and when when you watch Utah, you're like, oh man, this team is good. Their only loss was when they weren't healthy. Friday night, short week, whatever you want to say about it. Um, so, but like we said, they don't have the ranked wins, so they don't have the resume, but they look great. And then Oklahoma, like, oh, the resume looks pretty good, but like watching, like, man, like this team doesn't really have it. And I, I think that's important to note, though, that the like you look back at, I, I think my main one was when USC didn't get in, and they played Penn mm-hmm. State in the Rose Bowl. I thought USC that year was a very good team, and I thought they were a top four team. And I, but they I, lost twice. Yeah, but that's the thing. You could have a team that sits at five or six, who may not have the resume per se of a top four team. But to me, I don't think you can keep out a team that is like if they're if they're talented enough. And you think they can hang with the big boys, which I know this year there's a steady drop off. I think one and two is way better. Here, here's my problem with what I think you're getting at. Um, Alabama, if using that defense, you're like, oh, I think this team is going to have to hang with the big boys. Alabama would never miss the playoff that way. Because even when they have two losses like this year, 
people like Stephen A. Smith, which they'll say, like, oh, but look at their roster. They're fantastic. They can play with these guys because they lost close to them. But I think... But they don't deserve a shot at the national title. I, but you, see, so you're saying if that was the case, Alabama would make it every year. They've been good enough to make the playoff in that scenario. In, I, the, in the four-team system. They've des- even... Well, no, there was the one year where they won the whole thing where I don't think they should have been in. But... <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. They won it, and you didn't think they should Wait, be in. There's teams right now you don't think that should well, be in that could yes. do the same exact thing. You could put, say, Oregon wins tonight, right? Oh, gosh. Don't even, don't even, don't even talk about Oregon. Which, I mean, people are going to be listening to this, and this, this will kind of be a little outdated, I guess. But say Oregon wins tonight, Wisconsin wins tomorrow, something like that. They're not going to be in the playoff. Those teams could probably easily be if they were to play some of the top teams, they could maybe run the table and win the whole thing. But do they get? Should they get the chance to? I don't think they deserve to have that chance because they haven't they haven't earned it through the entire the entirety of the regular season. I just I think I, I don't know if you take in the account of strength of schedule and you look at them and they go okay if if a team with two losses is sitting there having lost to good teams and they they haven't played bad. Mm-hmm. I just think that's not fair to not throw them in because then I look at a team like Clemson and I'm like, well, okay, they, they walked in with zero right. losses to not as good teams. But so they've it's been like, boat racing everyone they play. <laughs> yeah, but you, it's, it's just I think that it's unfair to keep a team out because they're playing better teams. If they lose to good teams, because obviously if you have a two-loss team to bad teams – but I think we should still award winning. It's like, oh, you lost to no, because that was the argument last year when and, they went when, team, when and people want to put Georgia in. Like, oh, you see how well they played Bama. I was like, they lost. And I agree. And that's why I think a six a six team playoff would allow the first and second seed a bye, rewarding right. their good play. Mm-hmm. Like you look at everyone's like one and two this year are the best. LSU and Ohio State. Okay, give them a bye. They deserve it. They played really good. That allows for the the third and fourth mm-hmm. seed team who may not be as good to play five and six, prove their worth. Okay, now they, they deserve to be in there, whoever wins those two games. Mm-hmm. Now so they can let, go let, let's do boys. a little experiment here. Okay. A little thought experiment. Yeah, I love it. So if top two had to buy this year, would, first of all, would you do auto bids for conference winners or no? Because personally, I wouldn't. Yeah. I think, oh. Ooh. <laughs> let's, let's say, oh. let's, for the thought of the experiment, let's say there's no auto bids, right? Okay. So we just go one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Whoever like, finished ranked there. So it'll be Ohio State, LSU, um, Clemson. Right. Say Georgia loses. So four, say Utah wins, whatever. Okay. Utah four, so. say Oklahoma. Say Baylor wins. Say Baylor wins. Baylor's oh, five. Don't do this um, to me. <laughs> you probably still end up with like Georgia at six. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably, I think. Yeah, I think they deserve a six bar. Do they? But but does, so does this year's Georgia team? If they're to lose tomorrow to LSU, and they'll have two losses, one of being to an unranked, non-bowl eligible South Carolina, and to LSU, is that team deserving of a shot to win the national title? And I would say no. I would say yes because you can't. You just can't say, okay, they don't deserve it. It's like if they are a good team. I think, and and this also comes down to, to like, if I, if I'm a fan watching it, this would be way more entertaining. Like that's obviously as a fan, I want this too. Hold, it's hold on, here's here's the thing. I will not, I will not deny that sixteen, eighteen, sixteen team playoff would be more entertaining. Oh, I know. I'm just throwing that in there because I'm like, this would be so fun. To Everyone watch. would enjoy watching. Oh yeah. Upsets happen. Blah blah oh, yeah. blah. But to me. Um, I just think that it's about who you have to earn your way in. I think it's about deserving it. And I don't think a team that hasn't won their conference lost multiple times. I don't think they deserve it. And so what you were going to say about the auto bids, what I think is problematic there is that we just, you know, blow up at Alabama when they're like scheduling Western Carolina in November. Oh, yeah. And I think it's a problem. It is a problem. If there are auto bids for the power conferences, every single non-conference game will be Alabama versus Western Carolina. Because no big time team they don't lose. is going to risk losing. No. Well, losing won't matter in non conference, but they're not going to risk getting hurt. They're not going to risk playing a big boy and getting beat up before going into conference and not having some of their best players or just being tired going into their more meaningful games. The beauty of, I think, a 14 playoff is that it increases the urgency, it increases the importance of every single game if we're compared if we were to have six or eight if you lose once in this system you could be done 
Now, you're probably not. There's typically a one-loss mo- oh, or multiple yeah. one-loss teams Jeez. in the playoff. This year, there will probably only be one, either Utah or the Big 12 champ. Right. Um, if you start expanding to six or eight, then you start laying teams in that have lost multiple times. And so, like, if Georgia was to lose tomorrow, they would be going from losing their most recent game to then having a shot at the national title. And I think that's that's the fine line because you look at 10 and 2 and you're like, oh, my gosh, they're they're not. Like, a, a two-loss team, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, they don't deserve it. They don't have zero losses. And it's like, okay, well, what about the 10 games that they've won? And I know you could go along the line. But there are teams that have won 11, 12, oh, 13 I know, games. I know. But I think if you're going to go along that standard, it's like, well, then why do we even need a three and four? Why do we need that? If, mm-hmm. if you're going to say, well, there's teams that are undefeated, it's like, all right, then let's go back to one and two, play each other, and let's just watch them duke it out. Cause it'd, be, it'd be better than expanding. If this year, if this year that, but if you look at this year alone, yeah, that would, that would be cool because we all know LSU and Ohio State are the best teams. However, I do think Clemson has a very real shot of Clemson does have a real LSU. shot. But if you look at past years, it's not always this mm-hmm. case. It, it, there, it, there have been so many times right. where there's a five and a six, and you're like, we don't know who to put in. Ohio State gets snubbed quite often, I think, because the last year, or maybe not last year, maybe it was two years ago, I remember they were very upset because they dominated Michigan. I think it was two years La- ago, right? No, last year they put like 60-something Last year. Yeah. And it's like, Games like that okay, where I'm like, so man, they for, for they last year in particular, so yes, they dominated Michigan, but they also had a catastrophe against Purdue where they lost by 29. They're, you can't lose to 6-6 six six Purdue. They're 19-21-year-olds. And, and that's why I think you can't expect them to play perfect football, and then as soon as they lose, you're like, yeah, you're done. It's like, okay. Well, it's not about you can't lose. It's about you can't lose to a team who's way inferior to you and lose by 30 points. But if we're looking at talent and we want to watch a team who might be the best team in the country, I think they mm-hmm. were one of the best teams in the country. Maybe. I, I really do. And I think just because of that one loss, it's like, you, I think that's not fair to disregard them. Let, let, me, let me set this up real quick. So <laughs> here's the thing. Let's, let's take, when you look at the argument between two and three, back when we were thinking of expanding to four, back when that was a topic, oh, expand beyond BCS, go to We've four. We've made progress. The argument between... The argument over two and three is compelling because you can, you can make a legitimate argument that, especially like this year, that Clemson deserves a shot at the national title in the third ranked team. Right. The validity or the compellingness of that argument diminishes every bit you go down the list. So four and five is a little bit less. We've seen that for, I think this is now the fourth straight year that we've been arguing over fatally flawed resumes for the fourth spot. You look at, Let's go three years ago to when Penn State was the 11-2 and two Big Ten champion and the 11-1 and one Ohio State team got into the playoff. I think at the three. Yeah, I think they got yeah. at the three. Um, and they got boat raced by Clemson. Um, then we go two years ago. So, sorry, so for that year, the argument was, should the two-loss Penn State Big Ten champ get in? Or should the Ohio State, one loss, one loss, didn't win their conference, should that team get in? So obviously, all oh, this team's lost twice. This team didn't win their conference. Like, neither are really deserving, but we have to put one of them in. We go two years ago, that's when two lost Ohio State Big Ten champ is being argued over with one loss Alabama non-conference champ. Alabama gets in, they end up winning the whole thing. But again, those two resumes are fatally flawed. We go last year, it was Oklahoma, whose defense was horrid. How much this, did they lose by? How much did they lose by to Alabama? Well, in the, in the second they, half. They, they played very well, but I thought they the, problem, the problem was they couldn't guard a slant route, which is ridiculous. In the second half, they could. No, they couldn't. <laughs> yes, they could. They lost the whole game. They didn't cover a they, single slant route. They the outplayed game. Alabama in the second half. Yeah, but then they but they spotted them twenty one in the first half. That's a problem. That is a problem, but I I don't know. I, My, I think I, I want our I, for the record. I want Oklahoma to be in the playoff last year, and I I think it was well, fair. They were, I think yeah. it was fair that they were in because yeah. the team that they were in over was Ohio State, who got just curb stomped by a, a, by a six year. and six re- they, Purdue team. They deserved it last year. Mm-hmm. So sorry, last year we we're arguing over either a two loss non champ Georgia who like couple of espn elitists we're arguing for which made no sense uh, um at least no sense to me because they lost the championship they two losses whatever yeah um and then it was oklahoma who got in and it was ohio state who got like i said boat raced by a barely bowl eligible purdue team lost by 29 points 
all three of those resumes had like bad, bad problems. And now here we are this year arguing over Utah, who doesn't have a, who doesn't have a ranked win, and Oklahoma, who probably should have lost to TCU, probably should have lost to <laughs> Iowa State. Maybe, maybe four losses. And just, and yeah, and just didn't yeah. hasn't looked impressive. Right. Okay. But do you think personally? So, do you think personally? Number three, Clemson. If they played Utah or Oklahoma, do you think they would beat them? Do you think if they Clemson would play them? Utah or Oklahoma? Yes, most likely. Okay, so then, so you think it's gonna be better against whoever's ranked sixth, seventh, or eighth? No, no. I I think five through six should play. If if Oklahoma plays two or three or four, and everyone's so confident that oh my gosh, five and six don't deserve it, then. Three or four should boat race them. They should destroy them. Then it shouldn't be a problem. I think if you're so confident and you're rewarding one and two because they get a bye week, they don't. Mm-hmm. That doesn't affect them at all. Mm-hmm. I just think three and four. If you're that close to five and six, if you play, you should win anyway. If, if that's how confident you are that they are so good. If Clemson is, uh-huh. if everyone is so confident, Clemson is so much better than Utah or Oklahoma or whoever gets that five or six spot then they should be able to beat them comfortably. And if they can't, then so, that proves... But here's why make those the three and four teams, why make them play an extra game? Because I feel like the NY6 matchups are... they're not are, one or two. If, if you really, really want to fight for that, they're not, the, they're not the best team in the country either. They're no more deserving of that than, right. a, than I think of five here's, or six. Here's a question. Do you think the NY6 matchups, like the bowl games besides the two playoff games, are compelling? Do you think those are fun to watch? Do you think uh, those are good games them. for the most part? Yeah. Well, there's like you know there's a group yeah, of, there's, there's a group yeah. of five auto bid, but I think they are the necessary ACC bid for the Orange Bowl. There's the like the different matchups and stuff. But like last year we got Texas Georgia and that was a really entertaining game. Right. Um, you probably don't have those if you expand a little bit. And personally, I'm not as against six as I am against eight sixteen. I think that the major problem oh, with 16. eight, I think oh. yeah, that <laughs> I don't even know. No. Um, the major problem with eight is. Like, if you look at last year, you're arguing over group of five team UCF whose strength of schedule was around that of oh the best gosh. FCS school. Yeah. I, like, looked at it again. Like, their strength of schedule last year was around the same as North Dakota State's, who was the FCS champion. Yeah. Strength um, schedule is important when it comes to mm-hmm. that. You're arguing over Michigan last year, who was two-loss team and got destroyed by Ohio State. You're arguing over two-loss, three-loss Florida. This year, we, this, this year, we'd be arguing over, if it was seven or eight, we'd be arguing over Wisconsin. We'd be arguing over Florida. Arguing well, not over, if Wisconsin loses. I think right. they drop quite low. We'd be arguing over Penn State. And I don't think... So, yeah, like I said, like my main problem is really... Because a lot of people are for eight. There is then the smaller group that's with you for six. And I'm not as against those people because their voices aren't as loud. makes more their voices, sense. The people who, who want six are kind of like, oh, I think six would be nice. The people who are like with eight, they're like, we need eight right now and expand to eight. It's because so I those are people like I kind of end up debating more because they have the louder voices. The sixes. And I personally think to just stay at four because I think, I think right now the system in terms of the playoff isn't broken. I have this quote in my Instagram bio. It's from <laughs> oh, me, man. from me myself. Okay. It's we need committee reform, not playoff reform. I think we're fine at four Steve, teams. I hope the committee hears this. I hope yeah, they, committee, they feel that one in the chest. They'd be like, Ugh. Yeah. That but, quote got them. If you are listening, put Utah in the playoff. Okay. Um, it's too late. Once it is, <laughs> yeah, too once late. this will be up, it might be too late. Um, but I think the committee has inherent problems in that if they're discussing a team, because the committee is kind of made up of athletic directors from around the country. So if they're discussing a team that's related to them, um, they have to recuse themselves from the meeting. So Oregon's AD is a chair. So when they were talking about Oregon during the season, he had to recuse himself. When, so when they're talking about that top four, and they're talking about like, say like Oregon, Oklahoma, um, I think Ohio State's AD was in there. There's some guy, like I said, with connection to Oklahoma, all three of them had to recuse themselves. And there was, there's only 10 people at that point talking about the top four teams in the country. That to me, I don't think that's an issue. I don't think that that's an issue. Do you think it's an issue when I tell you that like, if they're 70, educated se- guys, when, like, when like 70 to 80% of those 10 people that are left all hail from the South, now is it a problem? Yeah, that's a Because problem. that's what that's it was. Problem. Yeah, but I think, I don't know. I think if you want educated guys that know college football, I think you're always going to run into that problem. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, 
probably not everyone, but you know what I mean? Like it's it's right. gonna be hard if to it find was guys. me, Joel Clout would be the committee by himself, that's just me. But <laughs> I would definitely I don't know um, about that one. But I think I think the committee You should be on the committee. That's you know true. what, Tim? They should put you. That's on the true. Committee. We should both be on the committee. Yeah. Um, well, I have a bias, though. Oklahoma. That's fair. They can't put me on there. Don't that's take true. me, committee. That's if you're true. hearing this, that's true. I resign. I grew up a UCLA, UCLA fan. My dad. No, was. you don't have to worry about it. So you yeah, don't have to I'm worry fine. About it. UCLA's not going to play yeah. us anytime. And so. I don't really have that much of an affiliation to him now. Anyway, yeah. I kind of end up rooting for whoever I pick to be good in the preseason. So I wouldn't be doing that fast committee member. Right. Um. But I think even if you just like double the amount of the people in the committee, so say it's to go from 13 to 26, I think that's a whole lot better. Because even if you're recusing three, four people, you still have over 20 that's people talking about... a lot of voices about, in a room, dude. I know, but... That's chaos. It's better than 10. You guys and, are two in a room and got an hour. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at us. You know what? These <laughs> but, but, young minds... I think it's just... just when it comes to discussing it. the top 25, <laughs> top 14 in this country, you need to have the different opinions. When you have seven people, seven, eight people... All are saying, oh, the SEC is by far the best conference when there's big 10 teams, big 12 teams, Pac-12 teams that can hang with these teams. That's where the problem arises. And, and I mean, reality is I don't, I don't see them changing it anytime soon. Really? I, that's, I th- that's actually funny because you're for expansion and you don't see it coming. No, I, I'm, I'm for and I don't see it coming. Yeah, so you're for expansion. You don't see it coming. I'm firmly against expansion, and like, I have a feeling that's coming. I don't because know. I, I just think they're still figuring out the kinks with the four. Mm-hmm. I think it would be dumb to be like, we haven't figured out four yet. Let's just let's go up to six. It's right. Like, let's figure out four, and then if we figure it out, and we're like, all right, there's still some kinks. Mm-hmm. Then you I know. Think because I think we need more time. The the Power Five conferences are what run college football now. It's not the NCAA. If you look at like the college football playoff, you don't see the NCAA's logo anywhere in the fields, anywhere in the ads, or anything. No. It's run by the conferences. So the more that conferences get left out. Like Pac-12, Big 12, and that's when the talk for expansion will start. And I think if we have to expand, I think six is the best option. I think we should stay away from eight. I think it's just way too problematic. But for me, it would it it would be fun to watch eight. I'm not. Th- it'd be fun to watch 32. Uh, but yeah. it doesn't make logical sense. No, they don't deserve it. And I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I just think six is a perfect. I, th- I think mm-hmm. five and six are always deserving. Right. And the and, reason why and, I think to stay at four is because, like I said, I think to me, college football is like the best sport on earth. I think it's way more entertaining to watch, at least for the regular season, than the NFL because there's so much more urgency. And I think that urgency is created by the fact that every game matters. If you drop one game, right. you're like, dang, like that could be it. Yeah. Versus NFL, you lose a game and it's like, all right. You lose the, seven games with the, the Dallas one. Cowboys and you mm-hmm. can still win your division and make the playoffs and have a home game. Yeah. So, yeah. um,. So, what do you want to hear from your audience? What do you want to hear from? Should we should expand? we expand? Who's who's with me? Who's with Joe? Um, who's <laughs> and why? Who's who's with neither of us and thinks that eight sixteen thirty two is the answer? Man, if you say that, you better have some evidence because that is that's a hot take. I am glad we came to the consensus that eight is bad. Eight is bad. I just because I was I was expecting consensus. to come in here and be like four versus eight, and that. No, that is. We bad. could have gotten like this discussion was it was good scholarly. Four versus eight scholarly. would have been heated. It would have gotten heated. Yeah, I I can't even I can't. To me, looking back at the recent years, the drop off between six and seven is it's it's large. Mm-hmm. And I think this year after one and two it was large. I You're don't right. I don't even see Clemson and, and, as hanging in with LSU. Oh, or I mean, I think I think they didn't deserve a do. shot because they've do. been dominant. Yeah, but like I said, I think. Staying at four just makes the most sense to me because I feel like we're barely able to justify it. The fourth team deserves a shot at the title, so we want to expand more teams that don't deserve for it. For this just, year, though. For this year. Well, I gave you the last four years, and it happened every single time for that. And then the two years before that, it was really just like we have the four teams, and everyone agreed on them. Well, the last four years was Alabama or Clemson. Right. The, yeah, we, could have used, we could have used the BCS the last four years. We would have been fine. Yeah, seriously. Mm. We, would, we would have been – although Oklahoma in that Georgia game, the Rose Bowl – that, that was, was fun, that but, was, that, but that was 2-3. That was interesting. That was interesting. Should have won. <laughs> well, gentlemen, so. I think you guys have a lot of content. I think you guys got a lot to talk about. This is only the beginning. And how do you feel about your inaugural um, episode? So good. So good, dude. That was only, only up from here. <laughs> yeah. Upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. New conversations. Yeah. Now, I'm sitting here, and what I realize is that I'm sitting in front of a football player. Tim. Hello. 
And I'm sitting in front of a soccer player. Yes, oh, sir. no. Oh, <laughs> yes, no. Sir. They're going to have your head now, listen, Joe. Listen, I played football, though. <laughs> I played football. I just was the best at soccer, okay? okay. I watch football hey. more than I... You didn't need to expose them like that. But that's what makes it fun. Yeah, now I'm going to get flamed. Yeah, dude. now everyone's going to be like, oh, I agree with Tim. Hey, you do not have to be a football player to give the critiques that you guys are given. I think you gave great great critiques. Thank you. Right? You As, know what? I appreciate right? it. Yeah, you, it is. You guys created a great conversation and a great um, dialogue, a great debate. I think it's good. It's fun. It's uh, it's going to get other dudes engaged in the conversation, and that's mm-hmm. the point, right? That is so, the point. We, wanna, we want yeah. people to voice their opinions. This is just... A, to get people talking. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where we're at. So first episode, uh, what we would normally do is start to close the show and say, all right, you know, if you're not already a subscriber, subscribe to the uh, Tim and Joe show. Yeah. And, right. And then uh, make sure you stay tuned for your weekly episodes. Oh, and, uh, hey, but that, that day's weekly. coming and uh, I'll be bowing out. Uh, I just wanted to get you guys started. Thanks for having me for, no, for your, your you. launch and yeah. kickoff. I, hopefully you enjoyed we us literally, being in your ears all day. We literally couldn't studio. have done it without you. We literally <laughs> couldn't have. That, that's true. We literally could not have done it. Do we yeah. want to plug the sleeves since we're here at the end? Uh, it's your call. Sure, why not? Guys, if you play football, if you play sports, check out sleefs.com, S-L-E-E-F-S.com. And you can use my code THT40, THT40, to get you 40% off your first purchase. They got sleeves, they got spats, they got visors, wristbands. You name it, they got it. Yeah, man. I got some stuff from there for football season. Get your swag. THT. So you wear it. Oh, you wear it. This guy, yes. this guy is swaggy. Swaggiest quarterback I've <laughs> ever seen. It is in my where life. I'll be going to get a new visor for next season for sure. So hopefully QB one. Very good. Hey, that's in the future. All right, that's, so that's let, plan, let's man. come up with it. What's your what's your out? What do you what do you say to get out of this thing? We out. All right, bye. All right, we out. Stay tuned. I know, Joe. Do you have any closing words you want to leave them with? Anything? Because they know me better than they know you. So you want you want to give them anything to close uh, out on? Can't wait for you to uh, hear the flames of the hot takes that we're going to give you soon. It's going to be good. Yeah. All right. It's be good. All right. Welcome to podcast world. Peace out, gentlemen.